Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, welcome to your Hollywood crime scene mini episode. Hello. Hey. <laughs> I just got really tired because I ate a bunch of potatoes. I know. Me too. Fuck. Uh, I- Boost it up. Okay. Boost it up. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know how to pep talk. This is, this is a very special episode, Desi, because okay. I have made it my mission to not do any stories about coronavirus. Okay. So this is all non-corona related stories. You're cool. welcome. Yeah. Now, our first story is about none other than Carol Baskin, Ooh, who has become... The villain of the past week, I feel like. Yeah. I mean, even OJ's going after her. <laughs> yeah. And we're going to talk about that. Okay. So Carol Baskin, if you haven't seen Tiger King, you're probably one of the 10 people who haven't seen it. Yeah. It's on Netflix. And Carol Baskin is the antagonist of Joe Exotic in the docuseries. She is like... Ha- she she is like upset about this documentary. Oh, okay. about how it portrayed her. I mean, yeah. She also thought that Netflix was coming to her to film about specifically about like Big Cat Rescue. Really? She didn't know it was like about Joe Exotic necessarily. Like she thought it was going to be more about protecting these big uh-huh. animals and stuff. Boy, it must be nice to live in that world. <laughs> she was in for a rude awakening. <laughs> Carol Baskin. She insists that she did not kill her husband, and feed him to tigers. I mean, I expect her to deny it. <laughs> she is really upset that there has, that the documentary, she says, insinuated that she killed her former husband yeah. 23 years ago and put him in a meat grinder and fed him to her pet tigers at the sanctuary. Yeah, I mean... I don't know what I believe. It's certainly uh, an interesting theory. (laughs) Like, where's her husband? Here's the thing. Everyone, like, it's such an insane story. And I, like, the fact, like, someone feeding their ex-husband to tigers, that, of course, everyone wants to believe it's true. Well, because what are the chances you would have tigers to to get rid of a body with? Right. I mean, it's just like a... Not that it's the perfect crime. But that's how you would do it. Yeah, but like if you had that an opportunity and you were a murderer, of course you would use that. <laughs> like there's just no way. So I would say like most people online that I've seen just agree unanimously. Like, yeah, she definitely killed her husband. It's a, it's sort of the funner thing to believe and everyone is bored out of their fucking minds. Yeah. But what I'm curious about is where are the web sleuths? Like where are the people who are going to solve this crime? <laughs> Well, Desi, there is a sheriff in Florida, of course. I mean, I guess she lives in Florida. But look, this is a very fucking high key Florida story. This is a very Florida story. There is a sheriff in Florida named Chad. Chad. (laughs) I don't trust a sheriff named Chad. (laughs) No offense. What if you got arrested by someone named Chad? 
That would just make it worse for me. I mean, yeah. Chad is a fine name, but as a cop, it just doesn't sound like very authoritative. <laughs> <laughs> so this sheriff, Chad Cronister, has decided to reopen the 23-year-old case of Carol's missing and declared dead former husband, Don Lewis. Is there like a speculation of what happened to him? Like a from her point of view or uh, she, I will go into that okay. too. Now, okay. of course, among the many people who believe whether or not they believe it sincerely or like they're just being ironic about her feeding her husband yeah. to the tigers. One person who definitely believes that she did this is OJ Simpson. Yeah. Unbelievable. I'm, I mean, he would know. Yeah. So he took to Twitter to weigh in because that's just what he does is he weighs in. Is that him? I I swear every time I post something from that account, everyone's like, that's not really his account. But he posted a video. video. He did a video of it. What do you mean it's not really him? I have no fucking idea, but everyone's always doing that. And I'm like, well, who is this guy who looks like OJ? That's bullshit. It's it's just because he's not verified. Like, I, I just don't know. Like, Yeah. I hate him. This is a quote from the video he posted on Twitter about Carol Baskin. Quote, there's not a shred of doubt in my mind that that lady's husband is Tiger Sashimi right now. I'm just saying. Why Sashimi? (laughs) That was literally one of my takeaways from that video. Because Sashimi is a very specific preparation of the fish. I just don't know why that, like, why not ground hamburger or like whatever. That would make more sense. Or tartare. It's like sashimi just seemed like such a weird choice. Bad analogy. Yeah. <laughs> OJ, I don't like it. If the wait, I want to try to think like I was trying to think of like if, if the glove don't fit, you must acquit, but I can't do it. Well, <laughs> I was going to do something with like if the tiger don't shit your husband. <laughs> All right, let's just stop there. <laughs> Like I said before, Carol and her current husband, Howard Baskin, they have expressed disappointment at their portrayal in the Netflix docuseries. And according to a statement on her website, which is bigcatrescue.org, Carol says that she was under the impression she was filming a show similar to the documentary Blackfish. Like I said before, she thought that she was going to be making a show that was highlighting the bad breeding practices and exploitation of big cats in America, and that would be the main focus of the series. I think uh, I went on her website, and it literally looks like a GeoCities website from, like, 1998. Like, it has not been updated. It needs to be updated. (laughs) I I was there today. I was gathering all this information information from her oh, website. Right, right, right. Now, she said this, this is a direct quote from she made a she posted this like big like paragraphs long statement uh-huh. with like different bullet points and like different like oh, headings boy. of like here's each let's break down each Has section. Has ever been happy with the way they were portrayed on a documentary? <laughs> like I don't know. Yeah. She says, quote, in the few years proceed this is about her ex-husband, her former husband, Don, and I guess he is her ex-husband because they got they got an official divorce like five years after he was missing, right? Didn't I don't they? think you... Didn't we go over this that you don't have to divorce someone who's dead? <laughs> wait, wait. Oh, I don't mean he. they got a divorce. I mean, she got the death certificate. Right, okay. I was like, I'm having deja vu. <laughs> Look, I'm really tired right now. It's okay. She's okay. potato tired. I am, I'm potato tired. That's like a whole other kind of tired. Yeah. You know about that. Because your body's just focusing on digesting complex carbs. <laughs> <laughs> now, this is a, she was like, I'm going to tell you more about Don Lewis 
my Ooh. former husband. She says, quote, in the few years preceding his disappearance, Don's behavior was gradually showing signs of mental deterioration. Originally, Don from time to time would buy vehicles or other equipment at auctions with a view of reselling them, although mostly he never got around to reselling them. But gradually his hoarding of junk that he brought to the 40 acres of the sanctuary now sits on increased and involved junk of no value. He deteriorated into dumpster diving and even got stuck in a dumpster and called me crying because he didn't know where he was. Whoa. Back then, back then, Alzheimer's was not a commonly used word. What? First of all, <laughs> that is not, that's true. not true. This was 1997. Uh, that is yeah, not true. Not true. Back then, Alzheimer's was not a commonly used word. <laughs> I just can't get over that. I had not heard of it. Someone mentioned Alzheimer's to me, and I got Don to agree to set up an appointment with a specialist, Dr. Gold. Anne McQueen, that's his personal assistant, intervened and convinced him to see her psychiatrist, Dr. Blazini. He referred us to Dr. West in the same building who was not there, so Don saw Dr. Russell. He diagnosed Don with bipolar disorder and gave him a prescription to have an MRI at St. Joseph's Hospital. I did not find the prescription until I was searching his bedside table looking for clues to his disappearance. His behavior became increasingly strange. He started refusing to use the bathroom and defecating outside. He brought in a homeless man to stay in our house. I rescheduled an appointment for him to see the specialist, Dr. Gold, but he disappeared before the appointment date. Wow. He was shitting outside like a tiger. (laughs) I just think it's amazing that she's throwing all this shit at this dead guy. I mean, I'm assuming he's dead, however that happened. She's like saying he's a dumpster diver hoarder. (laughs) Now I'm like thinking of him accidentally falling in a dumpster and dying inside of it. That's how he disappeared. Like, yeah, like... That's... Desi, that's a good theory. Like he fell in... Knocked uh, his hat open. Who the hell knows? And he passed out for a while. And then the next thing he knows, ah, ah, he's, he's going, getting dumped into a garbage truck or the dump. The compactor. Oh, shit. I hope That's he, dark. Yeah, that's pretty dark. That's like a Coen Brothers movie <laughs> or something. Or the beginning of SVU. I just like that she is dragging him and his junk. Like, she's still pissed she had to deal with his shit. She's, yeah, this is not like a loving wife statement. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. I'm the queen of starting a free trial offer and forgetting to cancel it, oftentimes being charged for months for something I'm not even using. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes, but let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. 
With Rocket Money, I can see all of my subscriptions in one place, and if I see something I don't want, I can cancel it with a tap. I never have to get on the phone with customer service. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple of months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill, and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. It's definitely saved me money, and now I can use that money to waste on things I do want. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. That's rocketmoney.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. And Carol goes on to say that he wasn't even a millionaire when they met because <gasps> she's combating the accusations that she was just after his money. Because right. remember how Don was in a relationship with someone else. He was married to someone right, else. Because his kids were in the documentary and they hate her. And they're like the same age yeah. as Carol, yeah. basically. So she accuses Don's assistant, Anne, who was featured in the documentary, of embezzling $600,000 worth of funds to buy properties. She says that her and Don caught her a few months before he disappeared. Ooh. And that made me think, oh, you're, you're insinuating that she's she, laying some groundwork for other things. Go investigate Anne, yeah. says Carol. She calls Don's former business associate a con man. Okay. She also slams Don's ex-wife Gladys and claims that it was actually actually her that was after his money. And this is another quote from this really long statement. This is from Carol about like the day or the time that he disappeared um, and about the restraining order that was taken out okay. be- right before he yeah. disappeared. Quote, Don spent one week per month in Costa Rica. Don was a man who wanted to have sex daily. He would go to Costa Rica during the week I was having my menstrual cycle. I accepted this as something I had to live with. During the week he was away, I would haul off the property as much junk as I could. (laughs) I I know that feeling. Wendell, that's Don's business associate, Wendell told Don I was doing this. Don tried calling the police to get them to stop me. They told him he would need a restraining order. It is unclear if it was Don's idea that to get a restraining order he should say I threatened him or if someone like Wendell suggested that. Don filed the order on June 20th, 1997, and it was denied. So she's claiming the only reason there was a restraining order against her from Don is because she was hauling his hoarder shit off the property. I believe this story 100%. Do you? Yes, because I know hoarders, they get really upset if you try to throw their shit away when they're gone. <laughs> Wait, do you know that from personal experience? Yes. Really? I mean, I wouldn't say I had a huge hoarder, but I have done that in the past. I right. try to get rid of stuff when someone's not there and like see them go through the garbage, making sure you didn't throw out an important paper. You know, like, because they don't, it's such, it's fucking bullshit because it's like, they don't even, they couldn't tell you what's in a bag, but if you throw it out, all of a sudden it had the most important thing ever in it. Well, it's a fucking disease. Yeah. It's like an addiction. So I can believe that he did that. Right. I just find it very believable that he was a hoarder. It's just very, it's just, that's what added, that's a lot of what added to the suspicion in the documentary of like, oh, he had a restraining order against her. Right. I mean, it still seems that it indicates they didn't have a great relationship. 
Yeah, for and, sure. And this like uh, statement from her definitely indicates that she still has some resentment against him. Also, everyone else is at fault, but she's sort of perfect. Right. So that's always a suspicious take for me where it's like pointing at, at everyone else. Yeah. I don't know. Like it seems more like if, if it was me, I'd be like, I didn't do it. That would be the end. I wouldn't be like, what about this cop? And what about this guy? What about like, you know I what mean, I mean? Like, But I also understand the need for her to want to defend herself. Yeah, she knows we all hate her. I mean, that's right or wrong. It sucks for Carol. She is a person, and I get this. This happens a lot. Someone who thinks that they do everything right, and maybe they aren't a bad person, and they're not really doing anything wrong, but for some reason, everyone just doesn't like them. That's yeah. like a very infuriating position to be. And now she's on a grand scale, kind of famous. Right. And she knows that everyone was like, we like the narcissistic. <laughs> Like psychopath Joe Exotic. And she's like, I'm just trying to save tigers. And you guys are all over Joe Exotic. And let me say, I think Joe Exotic is a piece of shit. But it's a compelling character to watch. Um, I think almost everyone in that documentary is awful in a way. I mean, there's a few people who are not, obviously. But like, it's like a train wreck. It's not like I'm like, I love Joe Exotic. He's a great guy. <laughs> like, well, it's also, it's like that episode of The Simpsons, that really famous episode with Frank Grimes, the guy who's like the perfectionist at the power plant. And Homer is just the big fuck up, but everyone loves him and he's beloved. And it, yeah. Like it's that, people who are Simpsons fans, they know what I'm talking about. I think it's the like, thing with Carol, she's just not like very likable, even though she's doing a technically good thing, trying to save animals. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know. I mean, we have some people like this in our life. They're kind of not bad people, but they're so extremely narcissistic that you just can't deal with them. You just don't want to be around them. Yeah. They're, they're not like a bad person. Right. But it's just like, eh, I'm not into it. Yeah. So meanwhile, Joe Exotic, he's in jail. Yes. Obviously. He got sentenced to what, 22 years or something? I think so. His 24-year-old husband, Dylan Passage, is standing by him. Ooh. And that's all, that's the recent Joe Exotic news is that his husband is standing by him. He has so many husbands. How does he get so much dick? He's like the Alexis Carrington of white trash. Like, he has been married so many times to way hotter people, too. Like, I cannot believe, like, the level of attractiveness that he's able to pull. Yeah, and if he's in jail, he's not even supplying them with like drugs, like some people were saying with the other two. Right. I wonder if this guy is straight too. And now he has like really unfortunate bangs. His jail hair is not good. It's tragic. Someone needs to get him some bleach. I have never seen a worse bleach job. Like that's just really bad. But I'm saying that his hair now that he's it's grown out. Oh, it is. I don't know. Yes, Desi, it's grown out, and it's just like these really sad brown bangs. Oh, so he doesn't even have blonde bangs. No. So it's blonde on the ends. It's or is not, it all it's brown? It's totally grown out. It's oh, I don't really, think I've seen a super recent pic- it's picture. It's so upsetting. Yeah. They did it in the documentary. They showed him like oh. talking on the phone. Okay, sorry. I'm, I'm it, losing it. It wasn't like they didn't play it yeah. a bunch of times, but they flashed to him like right. it was like an image of him in jail or something right. like that or a mugshot. I don't know. But it was bad. Yeah. Like someone needs to do his hair. Yeah. I hope someone's doing his hair. That's what all of our hair is going to look like after quarantine. Desi! (laughs) This is a corona-free podcast. Oh, sorry. (laughs) I'm so mad right now. I worked so hard on this episode. I I just was saying, that's an aside. That's not a story. That's an aside. I don't want people to think about it. Okay. Okay. Next. 
Thank What's you. next? We'll leave that in. Okay. We, we keep it real. <laughs> you scold me. You know what? People Some love hearing people that. They're going to rewind it. They're probably turned on by it. You know what? We're doing our part <laughs> for people who are lonely. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Here's a headline from Business Insider. A restaurant in South Carolina has been accused of reselling Costco pizzas at a 700% markup as gourmet Roman-style thin crust pizza. <laughs> what? In my mind, a 700% markup is like, are these pizzas being sold for $700? Like, that's how stupid I am. I'm really What is a 700% markup? So I'm just going to read this from Business Insider. There's nothing unusual about an $18 to $20 gourmet pizza from an upscale wine bar. There's definitely something unusual about passing off a $2 to $2.50 frozen pizza from Costco as an $18 to $20 gourmet pizza. So they're originally... Two dollars. I mean, it's still a reasonable price for a pizza. <laughs> Don't people really like the pizza from Costco? I, I thought that 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 was something you bought at the stand. I guess they're buying like from their frozen food section, like Kirkland Signature Pizza. Okay, so maybe they sell what they put out in the stand. Because I've like seen people say. I feel like Nick Weiger talks about how much he loves the Costco pizza. Right. I know. I've heard that too. Honestly, I doubt that I would like it because I'm not like a chain restaurant pizza person. I, I, I feel like I had it when I was a kid, but I'm I, sure it's like edible and fine. I feel like the reason it's so good, at least like, I don't know, is because you're like so hungry from shopping there all There's day. There's something also thrilling about paying very little money for food. Yeah. And if it's pretty good, you're like, hell yeah, I just got a hot dog for a dollar. <laughs> like, do you mean, know what I mean? Like, Yeah, and Costco's just exciting. There's something about Costco that is very exciting. Like, the first time I went to it, I was just amazed. Like, yeah. I don't know if it saves you money. <laughs> Like, I'm still not convinced that maybe I buy enough for it to be worthwhile. Are you a member? I think I am a member, and I think I just renewed, yeah. But I don't know that I use it enough. I've never been a member of Costco. But my mom, like, growing up, my mom's been a member, like, for life. And we would always go shopping there. I should probably use it more, but now it's obviously, like, a weird time. I don't know if there's good hours to go or if it's always just super crowded right. or how, but yeah. Anyway, so they're passing off this pizza. Uh, I'm continuing to read from Business Insider. That's what's been happening at Charleston, South Carolina restaurant, Coquen. Cocaine. Cocaine. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Not cocaine. It's cocaine. Cocaine. Here. Wait, hold on. Tell me if that says cocaine. I'm trying to pronounce it French. Oh. Cocaine. Cocaine. <laughs> cockin. <laughs> now that's clearly cockin. Okay, you're right. Yeah. Now cockin, <laughs> this restaurant opened in October 2019 as a neighborhood tapas and wine bar. Since the since the <clears throat> prompted sweeping restaurant shutdowns, Cockin, like many other restaurants, has pivoted to delivery. Uh, okay. This week, diners and Cocaine employees tipped off the Post and Courier saying that the $18 to $20 pizzas that they were selling were just delivery, uh, were actually just frozen Costco pizzas. Honestly, you gotta love it. (laughs) Now, someone did some investigating. Quote, 
Coquin started selling the pizzas on its website last weekend, marketing them on the restaurant's Instagram. The restaurant's owner, Chip Grimalda, says that Coquin has since sold around 20 pizzas a day. A reporter from the Post and Courier watched Grimalda go from the restaurant to his private apartment after receiving a pizza delivery order. Grimalda then left to deliver pizzas in the boxes marked fresh pizza, oven baked. <sighs> The reporter then found four pack boxes for frozen Costco pizza in the dumpster outside Cockin. Why is the reporter on this case? <laughs> Aren't there more important stories? He is. Like, was he suspicious? I'm, maybe I'm so, he ordered from them. I'm so confused. Maybe he ordered from them, and this is like his life's work now because he's he. People told him he was crazy. Like his friends right. were like, "You're crazy." No this one is would an do that. insane. Like, I, I appreciate this petty vendetta, for sure. <laughs> so the four-pack, and then uh, Business Insider goes on to say, a four-pack of Kirkland Signature cheese pizzas with breadcrumb crust costs around $10 or $2.50 per pizza. The markup, if sold for $20 each, 700%. When asked if he was passing off Costco pizza as homemade, Grimalda told the Post and Courier reporter, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> what is breadcrumb crust? <laughs> it's extra bread on your bread. Okay. Uh, and uh, Business Insider has reached out to Cocaine for additional comment. I don't think they responded. Huh. Interesting. I'm going to be following up on this story because personally, this is my kind of news story. I love the story. I like the guy trying to do the scam. I like the reporter trying to figure it out. And like, I want to know exactly how he came upon, like, I want to know how he found out about it. I do what, too. Like, also, is this, this probably isn't even illegal, right? No. Like, uh, I mean, that's amazing. I like I like the guy just has an apartment where he keeps them. I'm sorry. <laughs> he doesn't even like, keep like, them in their kitchen. No, that, that's insane to me that he gets the order and goes to his apartment. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the hell? Like, why wouldn't you use the commercial oven? It's insane. I love every person in this story. We're going to be Where is the six-part Netflix documentary on this? <laughs> and our top story. Oh, top <laughs> The most important story of the week is that Christopher Maloney will be reprising his role as Detective Elliot Stabler for an all-new Dick Wolf show that centers around Detective Stabler's work in the organized crime unit of the NYPD. Ooh. This is... This information dropped yesterday. Yeah. Uh, uh, it made me horny the entire rest of the day. Christopher Maloney, one of my favorite actors... He's so hot, and yeah. like I've seen every episode of SVU like five times each, uh, especially the uh, the this Detective Stabler era. Yeah. Anyone who's a fan in the fandom of SVU, like it's a, just universally agreed upon that everyone has wanted him to come back. Yeah, like come back, please come back, please come back. It's not the same without you. Our friend Miles wrote a. An essay on his ass today. I was quoted in it. <laughs> oh, you were. I was quoted. Oh, did in you the respond article. to his? Uh, I did because okay. I had an old tweet about about Chris Maloney's ass, in which I said, <laughs> "This is like from 2015." I think I tweeted this. I said that Chris Maloney's ass is the reason I wake up in the morning. Oh, that's how much his ass means to me. <laughs> it's 
so beautiful. It's otherworldly. Wow. And like there are like if you just look up Christopher Maloney ass, like the first image that'll probably come up is where he's like on set in between takes on set of SVU and he's like doing squats and his like slacks and his ass is just like protruding like two melons. Ooh. It's really hot. Okay. Also, you know, Oz on HBO. Yes. He's naked a lot in that. Okay. And doing like hot gay stuff. <laughs> he's just so hot. I just love him. I love a bi guy. Bye guys are the hottest. Yeah, absolutely. Um, also, it's his birthday today. Oh, that's so right. That's birthday. why that story dropped probably. Yeah, happy cool. birthday, happy Chris, birthday Maloney. Chris Maloney. And I'm going to be looking forward to seeing the show, even though it's it's a spinoff. It's not SVU, but he's coming back as Detective Stabler. Yeah. Cool. Cool. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And that's all my news stories, Desi. I have some movie, book, TV, podcast recommendations. Do you want to go first? Uh, sure. So um, I've been watching a lot of 70s movies. Those have been fun. I've watched Dirty Harry. Did you ever see Dirty Harry? Yes. I never saw that movie. It's insanely 70s San Francisco. Yeah. And there's some amazing... It's kind of corny, um, but it's definitely watchable. And there are some funny characters in it. I can't remember her name right now. I want to call her Slutty Mary. But there's like some woman in the window who's naked and they're like, look, it's Slutty Mary. <laughs> I can't, I'm, I'm fucking up her name. She had some other nickname, but it's something like that. And then I watched a really good Robert Mitchum movie called The Friends of Eddie Coyle, which is on Canopy. Canopy is a really good app or site. Um, if you have a library card, you can sign up for Canopy and have access to your library's movie collection. Oh. And you can watch, I think, nine per month. But they have like a lot of classic films, uh, and Ooh. that's good. You know what other movie I watched this week that was kind of stupid, but I had never seen it? Was the movie um, What Lies Beneath. Oh, I love What Lies Beneath. <laughs> that was an insane movie. Oh my God, it has it has such a great, one of my favorite deliveries of my wife ever by an actor in a film, um, Michelle Pfeiffer. She goes, your wife. <laughs> yes, when she's like, whatever. Yeah, we, we, won't know, we, we won't spoil it. It's on Netflix. So if you haven't seen it, which I had not, it's like a, Classic. I think it's from like 1999 2000. or 2000. Like, yeah, uh, it's that era. It's Harrison Ford, Michelle Pfeiffer. So two really big stars. And it's just really, uh, it's good. It's a roller coaster. It's a roller coaster of a movie. It has supernatural elements. Uh, I can't say it's like a great movie, but it, it definitely will keep you entertained. It's fun. It's fun. The other thing I am watching, my friend is watching this show and he convinced me to watch it too, is... Boardwalk Empire, which I never watched. I never watched it it's either. It's on uh, Amazon Prime, or I think, so you can watch it there. It might be other places. But if you have HBO, you can watch it on that. Uh, it's good. It has two of my favorite actors in it who I, I want to bang both of these actors. So seeing them together just is like, I need to have a three-way. And that is Steve Buscemi <laughs> and Michael Shannon. 
those guys are hot. Yeah. I mean, Michael Shannon, I want to bust that guy. Like, he's so fucking hot to me. Yeah. Do you like him? Of course. He has like the most busted, like he looks like a boxer face. (laughs) But I want to like tear his shit out. (laughs) I don't know what I want to do. When I see him, I get so horny. I literally want to jump off a building. So I'm like, that's the only thing that can stop me. (laughs) I don't know why he makes me so horny because he's so... masculine that's probably where i feel my most heteronormative i'm like that's a man (laughs) i need to fuck that man i totally know what you're saying it's like he is just so manly no it's like that's how i feel about jason momoa i'm like right yeah but there's like a sensitive side to them also so it's just like usually like you know you can get to it yeah (laughs) that's my that's my mistake always by the way i know i could find that side she knows she can fix them. I can fix them. So, yeah, I like it. And supposedly it gets really good at the second season. I'm almost at the end of so the first season. So do you have season. to like, wah, like slog through the first season? Is it one of those? I wouldn't say it's a slog. It's interesting. But supposedly the second season, like I don't think it's one of those ones like watch three boring seasons and then it really takes off. Right. Like it's definitely entertaining. I love the style because it's set in like Prohibition right. era. So I like the look of it. I'm an East Coast girl and I went to Atlantic City a lot. That's where it takes place. So I like seeing the boardwalk and like Jersey and like all of that kind of stuff. And yeah, I mean, it looks really cool. I like the stories. It's some of the characters are based on real people like Al Capone is in it. And so if you like a mobby-esque vintage kind of set piece, then I think it's worth trying because we're all desperate for content. (laughs) I just finished binging Ozark season three. That's okay. on Netflix. I love Ozark. Have you seen it? No, I'm going to watch it. Desi, you're going to love it. Okay. Oh my God, it's so good. Yeah. It's one of my favorite genres of TV show, which is normal people in really fucked up situations. Right. And then like they break bad, you know? Yeah. Like that genre, kind of like Breaking Bad, which is my favorite television show. Where they break bad? <laughs> It's so good, Desi. Okay. It's, I'm going to watch it. I just haven't gotten around to it. Like, I was thinking about you. I was like, if I can't, I was like, Desi hasn't seen this because if she had seen it, like, she would be talking about it. Yeah. I'll, I'll watch it. And this the thing week. about Ozark, too, is it's like right from the gate. It's nonstop. Yeah. It's nonstop. It's already like the stakes are so high. It's the acting in it is brilliant. Like, it's so fucked up too. Okay. Like it takes some real fucked up turns, which I know you'll appreciate. Yeah. So I just finished binging that binge it in two days. I'm already depressed waiting for season four. I don't know what I'm going to do. And the other thing that I want to promote is that Brendan finally joined Instagram. Oh, he did. He did. Oh, he, and I, the first picture was posted today. Okay. And you should go to, Follow him on Instagram, Brendan Sexton, I, I, I. I, I, I. That means the third. Oh. Yeah. I just, I was just like spelling it out. Okay. But go follow him. And uh, that's all I have for content this week. Yeah. I also, wow. I just followed him. Do you like the picture? Aw. Yeah, I do like the picture. I feel like I've seen this picture. Right? It's a throwback Thursday oh, okay. picture. He's already doing throwbacks. His first picture <laughs> is an old picture. It's cute. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's all my content. I've been busy this week, believe it or not. 
with work and like doing a lot of house projects. Yes, I'm that asshole. (laughs) (laughs) I'm the one making the use of my time. I like doing house projects because I watch a lot of that show Fixer Upper, even though they're like weird cult Christian people. I think (laughs) that's what I've heard, but I don't care because I like that show. Like it's inspiring. I get it. I don't, it's not my style necessarily. You're you're more than welcome to fix up shit in this dump. (laughs) It's fun. But here's my secret. You pick one thing that's very small and doable in a day and you have to complete it because if you leave it half, then you get depressed and don't finish it. But if you are able to finish it, even if it's like organize one drawer in this kitchen, right? you do feel accomplished and you'll do another thing the next day. Right. My problem is if I take on something too big and don't finish it, then it stays half-assed for months. Right. <laughs> no, no. That's like my thing is like, I want to fix this studio up. Right. That's my I think thing. it's like, just pick a part of it though. Be like, organize that closet. Because I'm telling you, when you have that one drawer, then you're so happy you open that one drawer and you're like, yay, look at this perfect. And it's inspiring rather than like debilitating when okay, you don't Marie finish Kondo. it. <laughs> I'm not even Marie Kondo. No, I, I thank you. Yeah. Because that's something I've been thinking about doing. I'm not a very organized person. Look, I'm a loser. I just want to clarify that. Like, But I figured out a way to make it work to my... My have bad habits, yeah, which I have many, <laughs> uh, and I just know I get depressed when I don't finish something. Yeah, so I pick. I've picking smaller things has been good for me. Good. Well, you've inspired yeah. me, Desi. Oh, good. See, I'm an inspiration. You are. Uh, yeah. What'd you eat? Uh, I here's my big thing that I'm planning is like a seder. Uh, I bought stuff to make matzo balls. Um. So that's like a good thing. I haven't cooked a lot this week just because I have been busy. Um, nothing sp- exciting, but I am excited for this matzo ball soup recipe that I have because it's very elegant. We're both going to be making matzo ball soup. Oh, you gotta. Uh, yeah. I got my, I, I was going to actually grind my own ma- matzo and make homemade matzo milk, but then I just found it and bought it. Uh, yeah. So it doesn't make sense to go through all that effort. And I also ate all the matzo. <laughs> That's the real reason. Come Look, on, Debbie. I'm telling you, I cannot stop eating matzah with some butter and salt on it. That's what I ate all throughout my childhood. I literally could eat a whole box of it. It's the Every time I think I'm done, I go back for more. I'm like Al, P- Al Pacino in The Godfather. <laughs> it pulls me back in, Rachel. I'm telling you, I ate that Do as you a like kid. egg matzah? Egg matzah? Yes. I'm sure I like egg matzah. I didn't. Right. I never really consciously bought egg matzah before. I finally bought it. I never had it before. I and think I, I always even, just get the regular. I always have just ended up with the regular. Which look, let's be honest, it fucking blows ass. The okay? regular matzah. Yes, it sucks. That's why you need butter. You got, <laughs> that's why you got to know a Jewish person to know what to do with it because yeah. just regular. Eating it out of the box, we we get it. There's flavor, no flavor. That's the whole point of matzah, yeah. is that it represents suffering and hauling ass. <laughs> hauling Look, ass. I went from white trash shiksa and then lived a very Jewish existence for the latter half of my childhood. So I went from putting butter and salt on saltines <laughs> to matzah. <laughs> like that is in my blood. Love to see it. You love to see it. <laughs> Now, I will also be making matzo ball soup as Passover is upon us. It is okay. coming up. I think it's next week. It's the 8th, yeah. It's the 8th. Mm-hmm. Okay. Passover, my favorite of all the Jewish holidays. 
It's the holiday where you're supposed you they they say you better get drunk. Yeah. You I mean I don't drink anymore right. obviously, but I'm saying as a child. Yeah. That was like the whole point. Absolutely. You had to get drunk and I did. Right. I'm going to make some stuff. We should figure out maybe we should do a cooking thing. We're trying to think of a fun contenty thing special content thing, but maybe we can do like a cooking thing. Yeah. Okay. We'll okay, figure it out. We'll figure it out. So what'd you eat this week? Well, you ate matzah and butter. That's it. I ate matzah butter. I made pasta. I made more homemade bread. I mean, what Look, didn't I eat? I, <laughs> it's like a carb f- fest every fucking day. I did start walking at night. So that's been good for my mental health. You got a carbo load before those walks though, Desi. Yeah. So yeah. I mean... Of course, I want to make fondue this week. Ooh, that's like my thing. I love fondue because I have Gruyere. So I'm gonna make like a homemade sourdough and then make homemade fondue. <gasps> so follow me on Instagram for pictures of food. Also, I got uh, four foster kittens. So if you want to check and out, and she's not gonna eat those. That's not for food. Uh, <laughs> we're not we're not there yet. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want to see them, you can follow me there and see the little kittens. They're cute. I have them here right now. Yeah, and my cat hissed at them like okay. a fucking bitch. So <laughs> disappointed. I'm so embarrassed. Oh, I'm so embarrassed right now that the cat hissed at your kittens. I can't believe it. Um, okay. Well, what did I eat? Oh, yeah. What did, I, I thought what you I told me. No? You, didn't you have the potato salad? Oh, you, okay, got I it. I just said I'm full of potatoes. Okay, got it. I made... I made a lot of Russian food. Oh, this you did, week. right? I made a lot of. I made my nana's, my great grandma Bertha, who came over here from Russia during the pogroms. Okay, I made her borscht recipe. Mm. Very good recipe because what's unique about her recipe is she uses the beet greens in it also. Right, and I gotta say, beet greens very underrated leaf. I've had them before. They're good. They're kind of like Swiss chardy. Yeah, very Swiss chard. They're very good. They're not bitter the way spinach is, like because you can have that bittery aftertaste of spinach. Right. Do you but, know what I mean? Yeah, like that tanniny. It's tanniny. Yeah, they're very smooth. Mm-hmm. Beet greens, an underrated uh, roughage leaf. I don't know. I'm tired. Hot, hot, hot. Yeah, roughage. <laughs> I made some borscht yesterday, and then today I made Olivier salad, which is a Russian potato salad. With all sorts of other stuff in it. Yeah. Very delicious. That's good. Uh, yeah. And that's what I ate this week. And I'm, I want to go play with the kittens now. Okay. Okay. Bye, guys. Bye.